<laughs> Wait, my dad's here. I can't record today. Sorry, my dad's not very back. <laughs> um, okay, so we actually get something done in this 30 minutes. It's boy number five back on the mic. Back back on the mic. Um, MJ, Michael, is, you know, the goat of basketball, but LeBron James is on his way. He just won his fourth title. I thought you guys should would like to hear that. Um, but that being said, moody movie adaptations... Um, so basically what I was thinking when Chance brought up that he's rewatching Harry Potter is some of the greatest like memories we have in like cultural movies that like are a part of, you know, what we enjoy and what we consider entertainment come from different mediums. So especially in the past like 10, 20 years, I feel like this has been more so prevalent, which I could be wrong about that. Chance can probably correct me and Zach too may have a little bit more experience within like maybe the, um, communication and cultural world but i i just thought about you know like harry potter is great um you know lord of the rings is great um you know you've got a lot of like all the marvel movies came from comics um, but what about the ones that are bad you know like sonic the hedgehog the movie or um you know like warcraft or like literally the thousands of movies <laughs> that came from like games and books that either didn't live up to the original or were just flat out just piss poor and then zach also brought up the uh, concept of the uh video game to movie back to video game and i think that's also <laughs> yeah. would be interesting to talk about so if any of those scratch yeah. your, your your psyche please speak up the first one i think of when i think of bad ones is the aragon movie Yikes. so oh much potential and you know what the movie in isolation probably is like fine but it was just like the the it could it's just like the 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 stark difference between what could have been and and in everything that was in your head and what the movie was it's just like the, like it feels like a like someone looked at this this book series said so i just well saw dollar signs and said we're just gonna make money off of it by making a movie and there's like it, it feels like there is just like they're just flying through stuff. Things are different. Stuff is weird. It's it, it, it doesn't feel like it was like I want like someone said I want to make a movie out of this. It felt like someone said I'm gonna make money off of this. Which which I mean you know which happens with most film. Like in reality, that's you what happens never most of the time. Money. But um, but so, but sometimes they do a really good job of hiding it and making you believe that they care. And this this one did not. I, I mean, think about, I think one thing that we haven't really talked about either is like, and this is probably the biggest downfall in my head is a TV series to film adaption, i.e. Avatar The Last Airbender film. Like, and it didn't come that long after the show had just finished up. So they were bringing in this like new era. Poor little M. Night Shyamalan was trying very hard to, I don't know what he was trying to do, um, but <laughs> that is considered like, yeah. People, when when that came out, I mean, obviously it wrecks. I feel like when you have a bill or a bad a film adaptation, a bad film <laughs> adaptation, yeah. it becomes like canon to the to your baby, right? So if you are a huge fan of the books or you're a huge fan of um, you know the video game series, and then somebody comes out with a bad movie, all of a sudden that is now lumped in with you know when you say, oh, I really like. 
Avatar The Last Airbender. Most of the time people don't say, oh, the movie, <laughs> but it's still like kind of lumped in now with your your you know joy people feel that mm -hmm. way about star wars and all the spin-offs they did with that and how like you start messing with you know the way that people view things so uh the big hot topic as of recording now is i mean we had the lord of the rings books with which obviously stood the test of time when they were just books um into the films which i think return of the king is like number three film rated of all time like so obviously the movies did fine um and now there's this talk of the TV series, which everybody was very excited about because they're bringing in some of the best writers and producers from across the world to work on this series. And uh, they have just mentioned that there's going to be nudity in it. And that has got a lot of people up in arms because that's not, not that we've ever had a problem with nudity as a world because we ate Game of Thrones up like it was a piece of pie. Um, but it's just not, you're messing with people's baby, right? When you mess with people's fan base it, it it people get stressed out with film adaption i think that's a big big reason why i think add a question on to the original prompt based on what you just said zach and like i would love to hear your response to this specifically and and you chance as like the prime like the primary storyteller of our, our D, D game what about the subject material going into a moody movie adaptation affects you know a, a moody adaptation <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think I'm moody, uh, I'm moody ass affects, affects the the resultant movie, right? So like the Lord of the Rings works because like of Tolkien's creation of a world essentially, right? Um, and then other subject material mm -hmm. like Avatar: The Last Airbender, like the world is created and it's great, but like it already has a visual adaptation of it, and people bring expectations with that. So like. What about the subject material influences the resultant movie, in your opinion? Or the most, I guess. I mean, I would say that's the problem is, you know, that's the that's the big conundrum, I would think, because I think with um, television series or um, something that already has some physical representation to it. And maybe, you know, outside of the television series, there's like a comic book series or like lore books that they've dropped. Like if you can't successfully capture all that has been created kind of around that subject matter, I would assume that people are gonna be mad. Um, for the topic of Avatar The Last Airbender, we have like, um, you know, these worlds that were created. So in the film, they go to the water tribe in i think it's the southern i'm gonna get yelled at i think no southern water temple um and it may, they made the it look pretty good We're back to legends of zelda <laughs> they they the, the water temple um they they made it look good but i think they didn't capture any of the culture that was surrounding it and so people were like what the heck well you're crunched for time in movies so you can't talk about everything um, but I definitely feel like there's people that do that better than others. Think of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. When we go to, um, uh, Lothlorien, I think the elven city. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and they show it for like two minutes. They're just like walking through it. You don't see a lot of yeah. it, but you're, everybody's like, okay, that's what it looks like. You know, you just know they do a really good job of capturing like mm -hmm. what it looks like, what it feels like, what the people look like. Um, and, and it flies. So I think it's just a matter of like the nuances that are described in books where they spend 
I mean, think of like Charles Dickens who spent like three pages on a staircase. Like if you can capture that staircase in what it looks like, then people are going to be like, that's exactly what I pictured, you know? So I think it there's a way to decipher the blatant disregard for detail when trying to come up with like a fun film. Um, it's like you can you can easily disrespect a fan base if you're not doing everything in your power to make sure you get it right. Right. Chance. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say uh, my rewatching of the Harry Potter. I'm on I'm on Chamber of Secrets right now <clears throat> and or halfway through it. And something that I think is so is actually done really, really well is that. And, and, and with adaptation is in, in film, every scene has to move the plot forward. And that's I mean, that's I think that's even in writing, too. Um, but I know it's paramount in film because of the amount of time you have to tell the story mm. and that an airtight script doesn't have any scenes just because they're fun. Like no scene yeah. is there just because it's fun, you know? I remember yeah. watching, I was watching Harry Potter and, and they, all the scenes are so fast. Like I am we, like you, you run through that entire movie, like you run through it. And cause I'm like, wow, so much is happening right now. And, um, I think that's how the book is written because each cha it's a chapter book and it's like something fun happens each chapter, like a new class or like a new whatever, you know? Um, but what they do really well on those movies is like. I'm in the scene where where the um, they're pulling the mandrakes out, right? And mm -hmm. and it's fun, like you know they spent they spent money budget on the CGI of or the costume or the what do you call it, like the costuming the of the little plants, and then puppets, puppetry. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's puppets. But they do that, and then like there's a, a there's they like a joke really where Malfoy puts his finger in one's mouth and it bites him, and then like Neville yep. faints and like there's the like the the teacher and introduces her like all this like little stuff right but i remember watching that and being like they could have cut this out or like why did they choose to put this in and it's because i said to hannah i was like why is this even here is, is something important happens here right and she was like yeah it's the the mandrakes are the cure to yeah. the petrifying and Paralysis. it's like that's yeah. why that scene's in there you know yeah uh and a bad and in a mm. bad movie they would they might put scenes in there for fun or they might make scenes last longer you know than they need to because of special effects or like because they want to spend the budget and I, and I and that's why I was, I was telling her mm -hmm. I was like this movie's actually so good because it cuts like soon after that to a quidditch fight where there's like a good like 30 to a minute of like action CGI that costs a lot of budget but like the Quidditch match is important because someone be wick be uh, be twit be witches be witches yeah sorry like the the bludger after Harry and he breaks his arm and because he breaks his arm he goes into the infirmary which he needs to be there because he finds out that his student's been injured or petrified like everything matters but they find a good way yeah. of doing plot point fun fantasy action CGI plot point fun joke comedy you know what I'm saying. And so mm -hmm. I just think like if you're adapting something, you need to say what is super essential to this plot. Get all those plot points. Okay, we have X amount of scenes, and then we need to know like how are we going to tell it? What what do you have the budget for? You know, like I don't know. It's just 
I think that's what makes a good adaptation is knowing the source material, knowing the bare minimum, what has to be in it, mm -hmm. cutting out all fat. And then like, yeah, like forgive me, the, the art direction, like how you want to tell it, how much budget you want to do on special effects, how much budget you want to spend on good actors. Like what's, what's important to this story, you know? Does that answer your question at all, Ronnie? Did I totally just go off on a different tangent? No, that was great. I mean, this is literally a space for us to just talk about how we feel about certain topics that really have no bearing no. on anything outside of this 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't feel that way. Oh, well, you're space. entitled to your own <laughs> sliver of reality, Silas. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I was going to say something, um, and then Silas just derailed me he completely destroyed me my job is done i can go home <laughs> and pat and, and hang up my mic uh yeah oh i was gonna just say that speaking of movie adaptations the dune movie better be good it just like it has yeah. to be dune. like if it's not i'm actually so excited for it's it. not good we have to, it's gonna be right. we have to wait another year it's got potential yeah, right we do have to wait another year which is um rough. I really it looks good. It definitely looks like like looks like they like they captured the look. Now did they just tell the story right? Hmm. I really want to see the new Batman. I saw some pics of that Same. today of um uh like he, uh, apparently yeah. Robert Pattinson had covid and now he's really? back he did. to filming. Yeah, I think he did. Wow. Yeah, he had it for 2 weeks Whoa. and he was fine and they went back to it. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh there's someone man, there's an crazy. actor. There's an actor that like totally doesn't look like how they actually are. I think they're playing Penguin. Isn't Penguin like in the movie? It might be. It's Riddler. Is well, there a I think yeah, so. It's not, it's I think not, so. It wasn't I feel like I saw him in the Um, the Riddler is looking. He's taking the uh, <laughs> the uh, um, man Nolan Joker persona on. Yeah, yeah. it's like freaking scary. Like he's crazy. Definitely not Jim Carrey. <laughs> no, not the Jim Carrey. <laughs> You know, strawberry red hair. Dr. Eggman. Yeah. Green tights. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Eggman. Uh, but yeah, that's also <laughs> another thing about movie adaptations that's like kind of relevant is like superhero movies. I think superhero movies are so cool because there's so, for, for a lot of them, for some of them, this is not the case, but for like big, big, big superheroes like Batman, Superman, Spider Man, there's so much subject material. You can literally mm. like, pick apart and piece together a unique story that still satisfies your fan base, right? Like you can pull from nine different uh, Batman light novels or graphic novels rather, and mm. you can make an hour and a half long movie that has multiple different storylines influence on it. I think that's so cool. I think that's so cool. Well, people start talking about like directors that they would prefer, like, like, oh, we need a, a Batman movie with this director, you know, like people fantasize because of the way that art style is portrayed. Like Chance just kind of mentioned about how like you have to figure out how you want to shoot your shots and what you want to put money in where and like the flavor that you have. Um, you were even talking about that earlier this week, Chance, about like Harry Potter. There's a, one of them that's directed by one director that's one of the best and then he didn't yeah, do any more. Alfonso Cuaron. Which is... Yeah, I think three. You said yeah, number three, and it, it totally. Well, I was saying yeah, I was saying I was saying to Hannah that like, Chamber Secrets and the first the first two are like, 
they are like whimsical like like just seeing diagon alley and like the books and like they're wearing like robes that have like the crest on it and when it's, it's christmas it's, and it's very adorable it's very similar to how the books read because they like they talk about their like their robes and their cauldron and their like their pets and it's very like witches and cauldron you know what i'm saying it's all that kind of stuff it's cute but and then, fluffy and, and the third one and then <laughs> and the third one they go for a more <laughs> realistic approach and they're flannel and like khaki pants and like the the castle doesn't seem it's not focused on the like it's not focused on the like staircase with all the moving pictures yeah and the it's, magical elements it's, of it yeah it's more and then you see it like azkaban and serious black it's just very dark and realistic and moody and has some like horror elements with the like werewolf and the yeah it's it's just a different type of movie it really is it's so different from the first two that werewolf puberty. is puberty. Freaking yeah, rough I think I think that's in that puberty. Movie. One thing about the Harry Potter series that I think is super cool. I know, like, either this was on air or off air, but I remember I had I had said the phrase that the Harry Potter movies are just okay, and I stand by that statement for reasons that we'll probably have an entire prepod over. But um, <laughs> why Ronnie is wrong. <laughs> Uh, but one thing that I really, really like about the Harry Potter movies is because it's like, it's a movie series, not a TV series that follows like three main characters as they grow up. And like simultaneously, like Jackson said, puberty hits, like the movies get darker and darker and darker. And you can almost see like, you're almost seeing the world through their eyes, right? Like everything is technicolor and bright whenever they first get to Hogwarts. But as like the world falls apart, like there's more gray tones there's more like casual clothes there's more darkness there's more horror and i think that is so cool and like obviously mm -hmm. like that's just the way that the books went and like i'm sure that the director choice had like a piece to do with that well, but like it's really cool i don't know if i've said but i i, I believe jk rowling's mother died while she was reading them and that's why there was a tonal shift in the books I believe she, well, she's writing them. Yeah, she attributed it to like the the latter half of them being much more darker because her mother's death like kind of sombered her. You know. Hmm. I I believe hearing that that might just be an internet thing, but um, but yeah, I, I think that's why. But but definitely in the films, it's the source material was darker, but obviously the directors wanted to go that route anyways. You know, with with more mature actors and. Yeah. yeah. Voldemort waking up and yeah. all of that. <laughs> I think you I think Cedric you get into Diggory. they did a really good mm. job. I mean, especially with Harry Potter. I love that we're just talking about straight up Harry Potter now, <laughs> which is great. because uh, I could do this all day. <laughs> but the dark magic you don't is like as your first and second years, they're like, Oh, you must never ne you must never go there. You must never talk about dark magic, you know? And then as you as they get older they learn more about it and there's like defense classes on it in book three um, and like they they begin to kind of discover what that looks like and especially like I remember reading the books because I I saw the movies I was at that weird age where like I think I remember being there were like three movies out and then I started reading the books and so I read through four five six um, I think I think five was the latest one that was out whichever whichever one where Dumbledore drinks the juice like Harry has to like feed. feed. Yeah. I was like, this is yeah. goofed. Like this, this whole scene and the way that we used to see Dumbledore as kind of like 
you know, the untouchable. Yeah. He's just in the chair assigning mm-hmm. points to the students at the end of the year for like kudos. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, it's this very real character that we have to like kind of weirdly torture to like move on. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. Like, yeah, it definitely yeah. gets way dark. Uh, one thing that I thought was cool, I was reading on the wiki. I was looking. Oh, yeah. I looked on this whole thing because I was like, why is Harry protected from Dumbledore or from, from Voldemort? Like, why is that? And it was like, oh, because his mom died and his skin is now empowered by the power of love. And that's why he deflects the spell because love. And I was like, that can't be it. That can't be it. I looked it up and, and it is. <laughs> it's it's because she sacrificed herself and he has the power of love. And that's why the spell rebounded. Um, but that's OK. That's okay that that is. I, I was telling Hannah, I was like, if you're going to create a complex magic system, all these different specific spells, don't make the crux of the story that. Like, make it more complex than that. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't quite fit the rest is of it, the no, it I thought he was like a horcrux. No. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't that, he? Kind he, of? Isn't when, that another yeah. thing? Yes. Like, yes. When he's she, kind of like a. He, unintentional. When yeah. she died, when she died, it latched on to him and he became a horcrux. Yeah. Um, and I think there was something with like the elder wand. The elder one wouldn't attack him because technically yes. he was Voldemort, so it rebounded. Yes. But he can't yeah. hurt himself. But yes. that's all like after the fact. Like she wrote that in later, but in the first book it's like love or whatever. But love. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um but I my, like point, the my point of my point <laughs> my point being is that I found something that was cool that the Vada Kedavra spell is not just like a bullet it's not just like because they always use it and it's the green spell that they're always shooting and killing the people. nuke yeah but apparently avada kedavra what it does mechanically is it is a spell that separates your spiritual form from your material form and so essentially it kills you but mm. i liked that it was more than just a kill spell mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. just like uh, what, what's the spell in Pathfinder or D&D? Finger of Death? Or Power word kill. Power word kill, or, yeah. But the, yeah. the Finger of Death spell, I think, is what it <laughs> yeah. is. It's a lower level one. But I, I like that it wasn't just that. It actually was like, it's like, oh, we found a spell that can separate spirits from their bodies. Oh, if you do that, it'll kill you. But that's, it was originally a spell created for one purpose and it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, is there like history yeah. on that being used for something in particular? Not like, that I what, saw. That'd be cool to but, explore. Like, oh, we're gonna do this. It's risky. You could just never come back. But like, yeah. we're gonna do something with your spirit. You know, I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. Or put like a different spirit. It's a in euthanasia you, I guess. spell. Yikes! Yeah. I was also the other saying- two were goofy though. The like the legal spells that are like torture and like force you to do things like yeah yeah uh, we should everybody talked i said the cruciatus curse yes crucio we should look up we should tie harry potter spells to to D &D spells (laughs) and see like what level wizard you'd have to be to cast that because all that is is command yeah that's a level two spell isn't gandalf like a level eight wizard or something like that like gandalf the gray He's not that high. I know he's not that high. Gas wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I said that magic I, in Lord of the Rings is a lot different. Yeah, I, I said that I wanted Lord of the Rings is significantly different. I yeah, wanted more, to. Well, he's like a cleric, but he's also kind of like a demigod. I wanted to look up he and see what level been. Jesus was. I know there's some talk on the yeah on the, uh, the on Discord. Discord. Water, create food. 
Yeah, and I was like, uh, you can spam that. Resurrect. Resurrection. Resurre Resurrect is the highest one that I could think of that would like yeah. bump him up. But I want to see like how low we could get him to. Well, like, also, oh, he's only also, he's only also Resurrect self is a lot bigger of a deal <laughs> than resurrecting somebody else. Yeah, is there but, a way to do that? But that is he did true. not cast it on himself. Technically, was, wouldn't it be the deity? The deity God cast it. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So divine I intervention. Guess, I guess we have to say that Jesus is a cleric for that argument to work, right? Yes. Correct. Because otherwise, like you have to Jesus separate, is you have fully to separate deity and Jesus fully from cleric. God. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it doesn't work, right? So I mean, he is, but at the same time, he is a deity. Exactly. Like, Can we have a cleric that two. is the deity? Is there and a way to do one. that? And but at the same time, they're one. <laughs> But, okay. okay. I need okay. a cleric that also an is his own god. Last question before we go: yeah. If there, so, I, if you can think of one movie, uh, not movie, one TV show, book, video game, any medium that's not film that you would like to see adapted, what would it be? Ooh, Bioshock would be pretty oh, wow. interesting. Bioshock. Bioshock, like you could do like, yeah, Ghost of Bioshock. That's good. Yeah, Bioshock. Oh yeah, or like I, a really good show. Halo Oregon movie. Trail. You know, <laughs> Pac-Man, uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty, Among Us, Among Us. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, oh my gosh! Actually, Ori in the Blind Forest, animated movie, animated by Pixar. Ooh, oh, yo! Never played that. Super good. So good. Uh, I think I Bioshock's the only one I got two. here that I would be like, yeah. Which which Bioshock specifically? One, two, or infinite. Let me look at. Uh, okay, I think I, I think like infinite, infinite would be best. Yeah, infinite It'd be the would best be the best suited for film. Yeah, agreed. just because of the way it ends is perfect for a film. Just because of the way that it is, the entire world but is really. I fun. would I would yeah. lose my mind at the the would you kindly reveal in one in a movie. So did you play? See, I can't. I don't think I should talk about this. Go play if you played Bioshock Infinite but didn't play the um, Burial DLC. Go get it. You didn't play the game. That's that's you didn't play the game. If you didn't finish the DLC, if you're especially if you're fans of one and two and you didn't finish the DLC for three, stop what you're doing. Actually, listen to this episode and then go buy the DLC and play because yeah. it is it is a freaking crescendo. It is amazing. You know, it's a good movie adaptation. It's not exactly an adaptation, but Pokemon the movie Mewtwo Strikes Back. Oh, Mewtwo Strikes Back is one of my favorite films. That, it's yeah, that doesn't so count. Good. That's, that's like that's goaded yeah. status. Uh, <laughs> yeah. to Tom Just and saying. Jerry live action. <laughs> Holy, but but that falls uh, right silent, up there. Silent, <laughs> silent film, uh, but it's like shot like a uh, Homeward Bound. So the like live action dot like animals, but, but with real. no cat and mouse, but with no. Oh uh, my goodness. No, I hate the CGI moving mouths in those yeah. movies. Or Tom and yeah. Jerry, but it's a horror movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Guys, I've got it. I've looked through my Steam library. I found the perfect game to film adaptation. What? The Jackbox Party Pack. <laughs> <laughs> Just a whole lot of dick jokes. Comedy. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, uh, I think D and D is probably our number one answer for adaptation. Uh, let's play yeah, D and D. Basically, good podcast adaptation. <laughs> film oh yeah. Well, well, who? Who? Yeah. Who's gonna? Who's gonna yeah, film us? Actor? Who would be who's our gonna, actor? Who's gonna, who's gonna yeah, be the movie? That could be its own. That's a pre-bought end of that.